Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As any inmate or prison guard will tell you, losing your freedom is not the worst thing about prison culture. The following accounts by both ex-convicts and correctional officers are both disturbing and nauseating. I wouldn't recommend listening to this episode less than a half hour after a meal. The first section is by prison guards. My dad used to work as a CO, and he would never tell me any stories about his time there until one day of constant badgering, he told me the tale of the Easter surprise. Easter morning, one of the inmates thought it would be a brilliant idea to get completely naked and shove a toilet scrubber all the way up his ass so that the only part visible was his bristled, quote, bunny tail. He then proceeded to scream that he was the Easter bunny, while trying to hop around and avoid the oncoming guards. My dad was installing a ventilation system at a woman's prison. He had a nice chat and a sandwich with an inmate. After they said goodbye to each other, a guard told my dad that the woman was sentenced for life because she killed her husband and put the body through a meat grinder. My dad is retired from the Federal Bureau of Prisons and started out in the California prison system. There are a lot of stories that us kids didn't find out about until he was retired. He was attacked with a pipe and almost died. He doesn't know who attacked him or why. He was on a kill list from the Mexican Mafia, and my mom got threatening phone calls from people saying they were watching us kids at the bus stop. He transported inmates back to Cuba, where they were promptly walked around a corner and shot and killed after they were handed over. I'm pretty sure he shot and killed fleeing inmates, but he won't confirm it. He has walked in on many suicides and saved a few people trying to commit suicide. He won't talk about a lot of things, like riots. He was head of the SORT team, so he has seen some shit. I've tried to get him to write these stories down, but he won't do it because he doesn't want anyone to get in trouble. One of my old roommates worked in the county jail. He came home one day with a stone face, so I asked him how work was. All he said was, I saw a guy eat his shampoo because he couldn't shower, then uncontrollably puke and shit himself. That's how my day went. Oh boy, here we go. My first fight I responded to was a stabbing, trying to contain that situation with nothing more than OC spray and gloves was a pretty grim welcoming to corrections. I try not to look at their charges because I find it hard to treat them the same after I find out that they are a violent sex offender. Almost every time an inmate is polite and seems like a decent enough person, I end up hearing their case in the news and it is 9-10 sex charges. I saw a guy who slipped in the bathroom have his hip come completely out of his socket and his leg came out at a ridiculous angle. Trying to have a conversation with someone and de-escalate them when you can hardly see them because so much feces has been spread over the window. During a strip search, 
An inmate used his hands to make his butt cheeks say, Excuse me, sir, but do you have a breath mint? But by far the most disturbing thing is the complete lack of accountability. 90% of these guys have convinced themselves that they are the victims and have done no wrong, never accountable for anything, and have a sense of entitlement that is more frustrating than anything to deal with than any other aspect of my job. Becoming accustomed to being threatened is a pretty strange phenomenon. I didn't realize I had become desensitized to it until I was threatened by an inmate telling me, I am going to murder you and rape your wife. I told my family that it happened a few weeks later, just as a oh-by-the-way sort of thing, and they were mortified, where, as I had almost forgotten, it happened. An inmate who was infamous for packing drugs in his rectum came in and completed his dry cell stint in segregation. Other inmates didn't believe him when he told them he didn't have any drugs on him, so this time they decided to check for themselves. They accomplished this with a Dasani water bottle enema. The host of medical conditions you see during strip searches is alarming at first. The list contains testicles the size of mangoes, genital warts larger than their penis, AID lesions always make me gag, and of course penis amputations always catch you off guard. I had a neighbor who was a CO at a juvenile prison in my city. There was a new kid at the prison one day. He was apparently very shy and very quiet. He had the misfortune of sharing a cell with one of the most violent inmates. His second night there, his cellmate unscrewed a screw from a bench and sat on his bed in the middle of the night. When he woke up, he said, I'm going to make you a pirate, and shoved the screw into the new kid's eye. My neighbor was the first CO to respond to the kid's calls for help. When asked why he shoved a screw in the new kid's eye, he claimed that he looked at him the wrong way. That's a pretty fucked up situation if you ask me, and not one I'd like to deal with under any circumstances. From when my dad was a guard. Two prisoners trying to kill a third prisoner. The shank broke, so they put a pen in his ear and stomped on it. It came out his mouth, and he lived. At my jail, we had a non-violent criminal in lockdown with a violent one. Bad dude killed the other guy with a colored pencil through the eyeball. Being a woman, I was working female facility, so only heard about all the chatter over the radio. Speaking of eyeballs, also had a guy pull one of his out. Also didn't see that one. Worst I dealt with were just the stories when I would talk to my girls. So many crying sessions as they discussed their childhood. One that stands out the most had this girl none of the COs could stand. She was constantly in trouble and getting put in lockdown. I had a very good rapport with her, though. Came in one day and she was in a cell doing typical acting out. She had calmed down but was getting riled up again. I went to see her since she always behaved with me. Turns out her aunt, who was also in the facility, had just been sentenced to death. This woman, Margaret Allen, if anyone's interested in looking it up, had killed a woman by cutting her throat and pouring bleach in it and her mouth, then buried her still alive. Anyway, the young girl was upset over this, and even I was like, look, that fucking bitch deserves death. You need to behave, and don't get in more trouble or lose sleep over this. So she proceeded to tell me why she loved her so much. As a kid around six, she was in an apartment with a few other little cousins when some guys broke in to kill the parents. They were cooking crack at the time, so the ten-year-old shoes all the kids into a closet and tells them to be quiet. This girl's best friend, same age, hears screaming and runs out and is also shot dead. The oldest kid wasn't able to stop her. Long story short, this aunt, who was just sentenced to death, took her and the other kids in and kind of raised them off and on, and always made sure they were taken care of all lived in the same apartment complex. Not me, but my cousin. One day she found a guy cutting his dick open and sticking tiny plastic balls inside the wounds, and the inmate wanted it to heal like that, so when he gets out, it would pleasure the ladies. Not really disturbing in a traditional sense, but still made me uncomfortable. I'm a CO at the Denver Complex for the Department of Corrections. Seeing James Holmes... 
the Aurora theater shooter, come through our processing after getting sentenced. I'd seen this man's face and heard the stories for two years on TV, but seeing him in person just slapped me in the face with a weird sense of reality. I don't really know what I expected, but it was pretty disturbing to me personally. Not a prison officer, but my dad spent 26 years working as one in the UK. Brixton, then Belmarsh. Heard a lot of crazy stories, including how the IRA prisoners used to be. Mess strikes used to happen frequently. They used to cover themselves in their own feces, wait for the guards to go into the cell and attack them. Then they just started hosing them down through the service flap. He also told me swallowing razor blades was fairly common amongst prisoners. Although one time this guy didn't think that would be enough, so he slotted a bunch of razor blades amongst the bristles of a toilet brush and then ran the whole thing down his throat up to the handle. He lived. Honey buns are routinely spent on sex as a currency. Also, the amount of ramen noodles a normal college student eats in a week would make you rich as fuck on the block. Last year, I was on jury duty. Dude was serving a month in county jail for a DUI. Jail is overcrowded and packs seven guys to a four-man cell. Three of them are violent offenders. The one on trial violently raped a 15-year-old girl. Over the course of two weeks, three of the guys in the cell makes the other four guys fight each other in a sort of fight club. And if they didn't fight, they'd beat the shit out of them. Finally, one day they got bored and decided to just stomp the shit out of the guy in for the DUI charge. Just didn't like the way he looked at them or something. It was all on video. I watched the video of this guy getting his head repeatedly bounced off the cinder block wall. The guy who was on trial waited until after DUI guy was unconscious, then ran over and beat on him more. His lawyers tried to claim it was just assault and not aggravated assault because, quote, he didn't beat him unconscious. He just hit him after he was unconscious. After this, the three violent guys made him clean up his blood, then stay in his bunk and hide any time guards came around for three days. My friend's mom was a prison guard when I was younger. We went there our whole class, and she told us about how inmates would break down mentally. One story I remember her telling multiple times. She was on night shift and was suddenly alerted by screams of help. The screams came from a cell, and her being careful, she looked inside the door window. There in the farthest corner, an inmate was on a chair, screaming, pleading for help, and trying to avoid something on the ground. Mom, what's wrong, inmate? Inmate, it's the chickens. Please get them out. While still standing on the chair, jumping and crying. Mom, what chickens? Where are they? Inmate, everywhere. Please get them out. So friend's mom opened the cell door and guided the invisible chickens out. The inmate calmed down, but as friend's mom closed the cell door, he screamed, You forgot one! So she went back in and got the remaining chicken. Note, the inmate in this story was a big-ass biker dude. He was probably on drugs, but I think it's a fun story. I was a CO at a max unit for several years. I'll just make a list. I had a guy slice his own neck in front of me. Had a guy hang himself on a night we were very short. I had to stand there and wait several minutes for another person before entering the cell. We were able to save him. Had a guy hang himself and succeed. Had a guy collapse in front of me and die. He had a brain aneurysm. Had a guy try to connect his tattoo gun to the light. He electrocuted himself. He died. I've caught people having sex twice. Once was willingly and the other was for protection. I've been on the third row and the power went out. It was pitch black for about 20 seconds. Power loss was always the scariest thing to me. Had a guy who had come in with a relatively minor sentence. Now serving over a hundred years consecutively due to crimes he committed while incarcerated. He would attack any CO he had a chance to. He was notorious for popping his door open and attacking COs. Had different guys try to attack the nurses on a few occasions. If you ever go to prison, don't do this. They're the ones who decide if you need to go to a hospital or go back to your cell and drink water. Had to fight a psych patient in the back of an ambulance on a transport. 
had to sit through multiple surgeries because someone has to have eyes on the inmate at all times. Once I had to wrestle with an inmate when he was coming out of his anesthesia. He was out of it and freaked out. New York County Jail CO here. My story. We've currently got a 500-pound man who can't stop shitting and pissing himself. Every time medical staff tries to help him, he starts cussing them out. Calls them cunts, bitches, whores. We'll try and grab them. He's been laying in his own feces, piss, semen on a mattress on the floor of his cell for the last month because he won't let anyone get close enough to him to help. He's starting to develop serious skin problems. The entire unit smells of urine. Anytime someone comes to visit him, children, lawyers, judge, he refuses to even try and get up to see them. I work closely with all the prisons in the state. There's one notorious inmate who likes to jerk off and throw his semen in everyone's face. Fellow inmates, guards, it doesn't matter. He's not strict to semen, sometimes piss and shit, just whatever he can get his hands on. Former prison guard, I had to escort a new prisoner to medical. I had no idea why until we got to medical. He had bandages all over both legs and he walked stiff-legged, couldn't bend his legs. When he sat down, the nurse started removing bandages to expose rotted, abscessed flesh. He was a heroin addict and was injecting in his legs. His legs were so swollen and gangrenous that the smell almost put me down. When he tried to bend his right leg, the skin split and infection oozed all over the floor. The doctor looked at me and immediately called for another guard to come to the room. I asked what was wrong, and she said, You're going into shock. I need you to leave before you pass out. Surprised at what she said, I protested, but she demanded that I leave. On my way out, I started to feel lightheaded. I looked in a mirror, and I noticed that I was sheet white, normally a brown guy. I've seen people hanging. I've seen people stabbed and shot. I saw a guy blow his head off with a shotgun. When I was in the core, I've pulled burned bodies out of a crashed CH-53E. This by far was the worst thing I've ever seen. Worked in a lockdown for violent sex offenders for way too long. Got told very calmly, as soon as you're alone and there's no one to save you, I'm going to fuck you to death. What's scarier, though, is the really manipulative guys will listen in on you constantly and memorize any bit of personal information you let slip. Then when you, they want something, they'll come to you like they know you and start telling you stuff about your life that you don't realize they've pieced together. Also, prisoners have access to public records, so as soon as they know your name, they'll put on orders, fit every bit of info they can. The nastiest, though... I had a prisoner smuggle a bottle of Tabasco sauce out of mess and use it like a butt plug back in his cell. Only he slipped and shattered it way up in there. One inmate told me how, while he was in holding after committing his first murder, he beat another inmate to death, then jerked off and ejaculated on his body in front of everyone. An inmate shit in his cell and then proceeded to arrange the turds on the floor directly in front of his, quote, box car. It's an enclosed area in front of the bars to the cell that can be secured and closed off. I was handing him his lunch, and he gently reminded me, please don't step on my babies. Don't hurt my babies. I have one guy who eats his poop on a daily basis. A lot of foreign Spanish inmates, for some reason, cut up small pieces of checkers, make small incisions in their dicks, and implant them in there. I have another guy who writes Bible verses in poop on the wall every day. I could go on and on. Every day is something new. I worked at a level 5 prison with level 3 mental health. We had a guy in a mental health building and all the other inmates swore he was an informant for the warden. So the other guys proceeded to beat this guy with a broken broomstick. They beat his face so bad that they crushed most of his bone structure in his face and his left eye popped out. Now, this may not sound so bad at first, but what ended up fucking with me was when I transported this guy to the hospital, every time this guy breathed in, his whole fucking face was moving in and out because it was crushed so severely. Inmate taking a dump, grabbing it, examining it, 
than eating it like a Snickers bar. Watched one inmate eat his celly's liver after killing him. When I worked corrections in the military, we would strip-search the prisoners who worked in the chow hall after they finished their shift. This one specific time when we got around to the turnaround squat and cough part, a complete hot dog shot out of this prisoner's ass. Before we could do anything, he picked it up and scarfed it down. Inmate was raped so much, he could no longer control his bowel movements. Worked for a state prison in Louisiana for five years. A few highlights. Inmate ripped his own colostomy bag out in the shower, which resulted in his death. Inmate attempted suicide by cutting his own jugular vein. Lived because of the officer's training. Inmate attempted to cut his own penis off because he no longer wanted to be a male. Changed his mind halfway through after pain became too much. Inmate heated coffee and baby oil in cup for several minutes, then threw in dorm officer's face. I will never forget the screams of the officer, who unfortunately lost his eye. An inmate pulled chicken bones out of his urethra. I'm a CO at a max prison, and I've seen an inmate lick his own shit off his walls. I've seen an inmate cut up where his cell floor was covered in blood. They will dilute it in water to make it look like there's more blood than there is. The inmate lived. And I've seen an inmate hogtie his celly and put a plastic bag on his head and then put his property box on top of his head. Inmate survived. Guys I've worked with have seen worse. Like an inmate ripping open his guts. And of course inmates who have successfully hung themselves or got beat to death by their celly. This guy suddenly believes he has diamonds embedded in his colon. He believes if he can get them out, he can bribe us with the diamonds and we will set him free. Slowly but surely, this guy starts shoving his hand up his ass. We are well into night shift and don't have the staff to do an extraction, so we call for backup from the street deputies. Backup is 30 minutes out. This guy manages to get his entire fist into his ass, halfway up to the forearm. He then rips his hand out really fast. Following his hand was a torrent of blood and shit. He immediately shoves his hand right back up and pulls out again, increasing the amount of blood and shit spraying out his ass. He repeatedly does this while backup arrives and gets suited up into PPE. Extraction plans are laid out for a forcible removal to the hospital. EMS units are on standby. While everyone is stacking up on the door, this guy goes for the gold. He goes deeper and with a final Hail Mary, pulls for all it's worth. Out comes his hand with a large piece of flesh in it. Following that was a large pile of his innards. With a gut pile laying on the floor and intestines running from the pile back into his ass, we enter the cell. The guy starts fighting us. We manage to pin him to the floor and restrain him. Every one of us is covered in this guy's shit and blood. His ass is still bleeding like a spigot. EMS staff comes in and puts his guts in a bucket. Doctor had came in and forced him under with a sedative. EMS put him on a gurney, put the bucket of guts on top of his stomach, and hauled him off to the hospital. Guy ended up surviving with a one-way ticket to the state hospital, mental ward. Watched the guy kill and eat his cellmate once as well. I have others, but this is probably the topper. First night on duty, I had an inmate find out another was a convicted child rapist. Put a canned ham in his sock, packed it full of ice, and proceeded to beat the man's eye out its socket. So there I am, out of training, holding a man's eye in his head, waiting for the nurses to show up. Had an inmate segregated because he was 1096. Crazy. Liked to chew on his own shit. Placed it in an empty toothpaste tube and stomp on it when you walked past, doing rounds. Had an inmate transferred in from another state. When he got off the transportation bus, he was sweating very hard. It was winter, so it was odd. We dry-celled him for about 20 minutes. We hear this dull thunk in the bucket. And he came to the door looking relieved and said, I'm done. Remove the inmate and the bucket from the cell. Inside was a capped metal pipe about seven to eight inches long. It contained three saw blades, a cuff key, two razor blades, and a shank. The facility I worked at had a riot. Burned the administrative building, canteen, kitchen, mailroom, record room, and laundry. 
took us eight to nine hours to regain control of the facility. I was slapped with institutional need and spent two weeks locked in a pod, sleeping in a bunk, showering in a day room, and eating bag lunches. I left after the riot. Had some PTSD issues, but it's all gone full circle. I am now a deputy sheriff. I must admit this was one of my old university campus security guards when I was in halls, not me personally. She told me that she used to work in a British prison, and there was a new young guy who had just started working there. Basically, he pissed off one of the huge muscular prisoners, and the prisoner held a grudge. So at one point, the guard was on his own, and the prisoner pushed him over. When he was on the floor, the prisoner basically stamped on his head a few times before he could be restrained. The woman I knew was one of the first guards there to deal with it all, and she said there was blood and brain matter all over the floor, and the guy was still alive with his head half open and smashed to pieces. The young security guard actually lived, but he was a vegetable after that. In the general population area called MB, Main Building, there is a transient wing called D1. It's for inmates that are temporarily assigned to the unit for various reasons, but usually for medical. This unit also has a regional medical facility. In one of the cells is an inmate that had some physiological issues. We, the guards, never paid much attention to him, but he always talked to himself. It was basically gibberish and didn't make much sense. One night I was working in a different area, but I got a call on the radio. Flash, flash, flash. Offender in need of emergency medical care. That was the initiation of ICS, and usually meant there was a problem usually a fight or severe injury. Turns out this was a murder, and I swear this is something out of True Detective. There was an inmate face down in his bunk, tied up with bed sheets, dead with blood everywhere. The dead inmate was shirtless and had runes carved into his back. The other inmate was curled into a ball muttering, Demons! Demons! It turns out the dead inmate wasn't dead, but really close to it. He was sent out on a 911 call and later died at the hospital. As for the murderer, no one could get a motive. One of the neighboring cellmates said he heard everything and described all the screams and the inmates saying, The demons are coming. I was a CO in a maximum security prison for seven years. There were five inmates with life sentences on a prisoner work crew that I supervised that were planning an escape. One of my confidential informants calmly walked into my office one day and told me that they planned on killing me in order to escape. That night I searched the warehouse and found 14 shanks with my name on them. We got all the bad guys in the end. No one got hurt. I'm not a CL, but my dad was. One of his favorite work stories of mine was about an inmate they had called Count Wacky. The Count got his name from converting anything he could into a cape and being batshit crazy. He had a frequent habit of hoarding his and whoever else would give it to him waste, then barricading himself in his cell and spraying it out the door to whomever he could hit. He did it so often the staff had just gotten used to it. They'd label splash zones and stay away from them until he'd grow sick of it. One of the other inmates cornered my dad one day saying, We're all sick of wacky's shit, man. What is it going to take for you guys to go shut that shit down? Right after finishing that question, something bounced off dude's shoulder and landed betwixt his and my father's shoes. It was the Count's dick. Nobody listened to him, so he survival sawed his dick off with floss, then winged it out into the housing unit. After they both had a realization of what was laying on the floor, my dad told the guy, I think this is enough right here, while begging the Count's wiener for evidence, attempted reconstruction. I keep telling my pops to write a book. Not a guard, but a psychologist in a prison. There was a prisoner who had put staples in his skin and just under his skin. One day, he had an infection and took him to the emergency room where they removed several thousand staples from his body. The worst thing I've ever encountered was an incident that still haunts me today. Before I start, I'd like to just quickly give you a rundown on our count procedures. We run our evening meal around 4.10 p.m. every day. After the offenders leave the mess hall, they are escorted back to their housing unit, followed by a facility master count. One part of my specific job duty in my facility is to run the evening meal in our second mess hall. 
After the meal had ended, I was counting the plastic ware when all of a sudden my radio chirps to life. It was my area sergeant calling for me, but I could immediately tell by his tone that something was wrong. I quickly lock up my plastic ware and call him on the phone. In a surprisingly frantic voice, he asks me if I had seen a specific offender during the evening meal. This offender used to work with me in my area, so I knew him well. He always ate chow, and I realized that I did not, in fact, see him today. My sergeant informs me that he is missing. I tell him that he works in our industry building, and so my sergeant tells me to grab my roundsman keys and search that area. I run down the hallways to the front of the facility where our equipment is kept. I grab my two massive key rings and dash down the hallways the second time towards the yard. On my way outside, I pass another officer, and he asks me what's going on. I simply just look at him and tell him we're missing one. My fellow officer joins me, and we head over to the industry building. As I unlock the front door to the dark industrial-type building, we are hit with the strongest smell of copper slash metal and immediately recognize the familiar scent of blood. Two other officers now arrive on the scene. As we all round the corner, the floor is completely covered in a flowing river of blood. We aim our flashlights and see a body lying in one of the trough sinks. He is shirtless and motionless. The only sound is the clanging of old heating pipes and the running hot water overflowing from the sink the offender is lying in. We call over the radio for medical and request an ambulance, when all of a sudden the man we presume dead sits up from his bloody bath and raises his left arm. We can see that he had cut his wrist to the bone. He looks at us and says, You guys are about to see some weird shit. That is when we see his right hand is physically in his stomach, and he starts pulling out his intestines. Horrified, we all stood in silence. Seconds felt like an eternity as we stood there in a lake of blood, watching a man pull his guts from himself. We calmly tell him to stop, that help is on the way, and we ask him, who did this? He simply responds, I did this to myself. I have to get the orb out of me. One of the officers with us finally manages to find the breaker for the lights, and that's when the whole picture of carnage can be seen. Blood everywhere. Handprints, smears, overflowing blood water covering the majority of the floor. We also noticed he had stabbed himself in the neck. We managed to get him to stop removing the rest of his intestines. We removed the clogged drain and take out the scrap metal he used to hurt himself. We wrap him in blankets so that his intestines don't fall on the floor when we transfer him to a gurney. The ambulance arrives and we can hear the helicopter zoom overhead to the landing pad across the street. Because of our quick action, we managed to save his life, but that kind of trauma will be with me for the rest of my career. It's something I don't ever wish to see again. My state max facility where I worked also employed our only holding cells for the mentally ill. One evening I received a doorbell in the bubble, working the doors, so I activated the cell light to see what the inmate needed. He held a bloody hand to his window, holding his testicle. I sent COs to respond and called medical. Apparently he decided he didn't want his testicles anymore and had smuggled in a shower razor and sawed them out. He flushed them before they got to the cell. I heard from a friend that worked there that he finished the job about a year later and took off the rest of his penis. Crazy inmates who self-mutilate their genitals is pretty tough to deal with. You can't unsee a penis with a plastic spoon handle in it. CO here, 13 years on the job. I could tell you all the gory details about different fights and whatnot, but one thing that really stuck out in my mind is the time I did a cell search and found a 12-inch dildo made out of melted Jolly Ranchers. They can buy candy at the canteen. He made a mold and melted the Jolly Rancher candies in this hot pot. This particular inmate had to have his cell searched often because this dude was always up to something. He also made another dildo out of a towel, tightly wrapped up in plastic wrap, stole it from the kitchen. Fucked up thing is we found it while doing a strip search. This fucking thing was over 12 inches long and the end of it was hanging out of his ass. We told him to take it out and had to take pictures of it for a write-up. All brown and covered in shit. I gagged and nearly threw up. This guy liked to dress as a woman as much as possible. He would wear makeup out of all kinds of things, like Kool-Aid mix and such. 
He often smuggled items in his ass when he got sent to lockup. He was known to smuggle razors in his asshole so he could shave his legs with them. Razors are not allowed in lockup units. He cut his penis off because the devil would come to him at night and have sex with him, and he wanted it to stop. Worked Max Security Mental Health, came across a room with blood coming out from under the door. Resident had taken floss, tied it around his penis, and was cutting it off with a blade he took out of his razor. We were doing checks. He only had the razor about five minutes. He had sliced it three-fourths of the way off. Same guy months later sat with me and described in detail when he killed his girlfriend, cut her up, and boiled her head. While I already knew all this, hearing it come from the person was surreal as hell. So I was standing on the yard one day, monitoring movement, when someone called a fight in Building 1. So, being a yard officer, I run to respond. As I entered the building, I saw the floor officer, newly certified and a counselor, yelling at two inmates, one white, one very dark-skinned, to break it up, but nobody is putting hands on yet. I get through the bar gate just in time to see one inmate grab a pool cue and crack the other guy in the face with it. Needless to say, he went down. I got between them, grabbed the white guy, who at this point had stopped fighting and cuffed him up, and took him to what we call the smoke cage, where they used to be allowed to smoke. As the dark-skinned guy was walking by, I could see his shirt had come off, and on his chest and face, huge hot pink spots, like dinner plate-sized, covered his chest and ragged bit of skin was hanging off around them. Apparently, the white guy had spent about 20 minutes boiling cleaning chemicals and Vaseline in his bowl and proceeded to dump it on the black guy while he was sleeping. I'll never forget how bright those spots were, particularly on his dark skin. I'm talking like the color of a pink highlighter and skin just sloughing off of his face and chest as they carried him out. I've seen guys get cut up, heads bashed in, all that fun stuff, but for some reason that one sticks in my head. My brother is an RN at a state prison medical facility in Northern California. He has to respond to all medical emergencies at the prison. I asked him to tell me his worst story of having to save someone's life. Boy, did I regret that. Seems this young white kid had a thing for molesting black children, mostly sodomizing them. Well, word got out quickly in prison that he was coming into the system. Chomos, or child molesters, quickly learn that you do not want to be in general population and you fake illnesses to get transferred into this medical prison hospital so you could be safe. But the BGF, Black Gorilla family, wanted this kid real bad. So one day they caught him in the shower and six of its largest, you know what I mean, members, took turns on him for almost an hour. When they were done, they took a two-liter bottle of soda and stomped it into his anus. When my brother was done assisting on the surgery... The kid had to have his entire bowel and urinary tract removed. He ended up having to wear a double colostomy bag for the rest of his life. I won't even go into the second story of the guy who had two dozen Barbie doll heads in his stomach when they pumped it out. Knew a guy that told horror stories of working at a men's prison. Said occasionally when a new inmate would get in, generally the ones that harmed children or were in for a sexual violence crime were found by other inmates, and one inmate in particular was known by inmates to favor, quote, taking care of pedophiles with what they call a, quote, home wrecker. Essentially, it's a giant homemade dildo. He said after one inmate, a pedophile, had arrived, a day or two later they found him in an area, pants covered in shit and blood. Apparently a few home wreckers were used at the same time. He worked at a high-security prison, not sure how high, Never asked, but yeah, punishment doesn't end for a pedophile with the sentencing. Inmates do their own form of sentencing to people like that. Witnessed a guy cut his own dick off and throw it at a pill nurse. Many more stories. This is the one that stood out the most. Worked at a maximum security prison for four years. Friend of my brother is a guard at a prison in Ohio. Saw a prisoner calmly spreading his feces on a slice of bread and eating it. A woman tore her eyes out and started laughing hysterically, left him lying on her pillow. 
My uncle was a warden. He was giving me a tour and told me a story about how some inmate was able to get some kind of poisonous pill smuggled to him so he could commit suicide. They threw him in a separate cell for suicide watch and forced him to shit and puke it out. The inmate tried to rummage through his own shit trying to find the poison so he could attempt suicide. Again. I guess it was one inmate shaving another's back for me and probably for my husband, probably walking up to a cell right after the inmate cut his dick off and was trying to destroy it by chewing it before he finally flushed it down the toilet. I used to work at a prison, and we had an inmate there that would, quote, rent out his colostomy hole for other inmates to fuck. He would apparently just read a book while they were going at it. It was well known that he had AIDS, too, so there's that. Caught a guy making a dildo out of a log of shit and a bunch of condoms. An inmate took a seatbelt and put it through his intestines. Just stitched stomach. Also another time he ended up putting lizards in his stomach. Fiancé was doing count and saw an inmate wrist deep in his ass, having the time of his life. There was an inmate that would make action figures out of his poop and fight and play with them. Whatever one lost in the fight, he'd eat it. Trying to catch herself on fire with a lighter, she smuggled in her vag. She was a morbidly obese, schizophrenic black woman who was also a known crackhead and prostitute with many known STDs. Dude was getting raped. The next guy, rapist number two in line, did not want to wait his turn. So he shanked him in the leg so he could rape him in the new hole. Saw an inmate, which was under constant monitoring, flipping his jizz to the camera with a spoon. Detainee facility overseas. New prisoner intake. Handed dude a bar of soap to take a shower. Instead, he takes a big bite out of it. Chews once and spits it out in disgust. Tried not to, but couldn't help laughing hard at the look of total betrayal on the guy's face. Homeboy thought we were hooking him up with a snack. Was doing count one night, and one inmate was upside down. Back on the wall, feet in the air, sucking his own dick. Now, this particular window of the prison wasn't cells. It was more like cubicles. So I do the only proper thing. Yell out, what the fuck are you doing, inmate? Some other inmates that were awake bolt up and look over to see this half-naked, surprisingly flexible weirdo floundering around. Good laughs were had, well by everyone except one inmate, of course. I used to work in a juvenile detention center. I have a lot of stories to share. Most notably, a kid was sitting on his toilet sobbing uncontrollably, taking a shit and masturbating all at the same time. A kid peed under his cell door so I would slip in it as I walked by. I nearly fell. Another kid stuffed his sweatshirt down his toilet and flushed it until it overflowed and then covered his door with wet toilet paper so we couldn't see him. Since we had to be able to see him so that we knew he wasn't hurting himself, we had to open his cell. He began to fight us, so we had to wrestle him to the ground, and he was face down in about an inch of toilet water. Another one pooped in a sock and was swinging it around like nunchucks. I have walked in on an inmate absolutely shredding his foot with a makeshift razor in his cell. And when I mean shredded, I mean if we clean the blood off of this thing, it would look akin to pulled pork on the end of his leg. A guy sawed his own hand off with a serrated shiv and was hard at work on his feet when we found him. My mom is a retired prison guard. Asked this question to her, and this was about what she said. A guy committed suicide by dismantling the light fixture in his cell and electrocuting himself. But the one that took the cake in her book was when not one, but several inmates somehow obtained a stray dog and were taking turns having sex with it. Literal bestiality. Caught a guy one leg up on his bed, jerking off, looking at his own asshole with a handheld mirror. Guy with one leg fighting another guy in his cell guy with one leg started it. We had a little person that was gang-affiliated start a fight with his cellmate. There were several calls I was glad to miss. One of the codes we have indicates offender-on-offender assault, to which additional responders come to help contain and break up the fight. The same code is also used for offender relations. Remember that no kind of sex in prison is considered consensual. So if the reporting officer is not careful, you get a bunch of responders that might just show up to the relations instead of an actual fight. Inmate, not a guard, but this was a strange one. 
I was in the unit one day with my cellmate who didn't have a job. I had one and was out of the unit eight to nine hours a day. Told me about what was going on. A few guys were getting cock rocks put in. I didn't know what these were and he explained it is where you take your flaccid penis and pull the excess skin from the top of it up in the air. Then someone cuts the skin open. Underneath the skin people put dominoes that were shaved down into shapes, usually hearts. Some guys had a whole ring around the penis bulging out. The thought behind this is that when having intercourse with a female, the clitoris will be stimulated at the same time as penetration. It sounded too gross and homophobic for me to take part in, so I passed. This required having two to three people in the cell to help the process along, which is so strange in itself. The Spanish dudes got pissed off when the dominoes went missing, and we narrowly avoided a riot until the guards brought in a new set. Watch the aftermath of a mentally ill inmate who had cut his foreskin open and inserted a domino. He had an argument with himself about fucking himself in the asshole. One dude who was completely off his rocker, never seemed to sleep, and was constantly screaming and doing weird stuff. A few highlights. Flapping his fingers from side to side. Doing the Zoidberg scuttle around his cell. And yelling, whoop, 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 whoop. Holding his arms straight sideways. Leaning backwards at an almost 90 degree angle. And screaming, fire every missile, fire every missile. Blow up the sky, blow up the sky. Having an argument with himself that went something like, I'm going to fuck you and your asshole. Yeah, I'm going to fuck you and your asshole. You're going to fuck me and my asshole? Not a CO, but my brother is. He found a guy trying to erotically asphyxiate himself by making a noose out of his bed sheets and hanging himself from the ceiling light. He had to try and restrain him while he was jacking it. That's not the worst part. While my bro and another guard were trying to get restraints on him, he started to lick up his own semen. Now, I'm uncertain about a lot of things in life, but I do know for a fact that this prisoner must have been the life of many parties when he was a free man. Not one personally, but new one, related a few stories to me. One, watching a feed from rec room, and one inmate ran off camera, only to suddenly reappear, running full speed, head down, right into a wall to knock himself out. Two, during a riot, response team on way to incident would have to go past a particular inmate who would intentionally get in the way to start fights, and laughed when he got his ass subdued. This happened a few times until one day they just all went around and ignored him, which caused said inmate to just crumple to the ground and start crying. 3. Medical incident report of having two large jars of Jif peanut butter having to be removed from a rectum. Number 4. Medical incident of an inmate caught trying to devein one of his own arms. The following accounts are from inmates and prison guards. Apparently, suicide in prison is an everyday kind of thing. Cousin got out recently. Craziest thing he saw was during his lunch one day, some guy intentionally leaning over a third-story railing and falling on his head, breaking his neck, and killing him after a few gargling moments later. Everyone just kind of looked over, went, Huh, fuck, that looked like it sucked, and went back to eating. Was in prison watching the news. The story on was about a kid who had stabbed two kids. He was sitting right next to me. We both shared a brief glance, then went back to our Fruit Loops. It's sad how desperate the meth addicts in prison get. I have a friend in law that works at a county prison, and the craziest thing she has seen is when a new meth user comes in, the other meth addicts will lick any sores they have because some of the chemicals will leak out. So Oranges of the New Black is more realistic than I thought. I was in the circle with this guy who was a diabetic, and the COs denied him his medicine, saying he was a liar and he really didn't have diabetes. He ended up dying the next day. Probably were looking for a violent story, but I just thought that shit was pretty crazy. They later on said they gave him his insulin, but he refused to take it. He would know. A prisoner called into a local radio show. He said they once let a group of them watch a movie. The movie was some horror movie. He said when the killer snuck up behind some girl and slit her throat, the guy next to him said, that's not what it looks like. 
Most fucked up thing I ever saw was a man who had spent 27 years in prison and was about to be released after DNA proved his innocence via the actual Innocence Project was killed by some young kid that was 18 because the Aryans wanted him to be made an example of. Now a kid that was going to serve six months is serving life, and a man who served life died due to injuries and age, all for some gang bullshit. My friend works at a prison hospital. A guy was sent there because the guards found out he had swallowed a balloon of heroin. They were basically just waiting for him to pass it. When he did, he immediately dug it out of his own shit and ate it again. So they waited for him to pass it yet again, watching him more carefully this time. But when he did, he somehow fought and got his shit again and ate it a third time. I have no idea what this guy was trying to accomplish by continuing to eat the balloon again, but it almost burst inside him and could have killed him if he had been able to swallow it a fourth time. The things people will do once they get into prison. Prison was never as bad as jail. People in prison usually man up and get with it after a month because we have to. But in jail, there's a bunch of candy-ass kids who usually spend time all day on the phone with friends and girlfriends, crying most of the time. The most pathetic sight was seeing what some of these kids would do to get food. I saw a kid come in to serve 30 days for DUI, and after a week he was giving hand jobs in the shower for soups. Those drug addicts are pathetic sights once they can't get their fix. This guy got sentenced to jail for the dumbest crime. In September, I went to jail for a day because I didn't have enough money to pay at my arraignment. I was put in a holding cell with five to six other dudes who were waiting to either see the judge or get transferred to Wayne County's jail. While I was hanging out there, I spoke to a black guy who looked very similar to Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile. He told me he was in jail due to contempt of court. When I asked him to elaborate, he told me how he took a bus to his sentencing as he didn't have a car. In Dearborn's courthouse, you're not allowed to bring any cell phones with you, as they must be kept in a car or what have you. He didn't want to leave his outside, so he actually put it in his ass. Yeah, he put his fucking phone up his ass. So he's in court, waiting for the other people to get sentenced, or whatever, when his phone starts to go off, loudly. The judge stops the session and yells, Whose phone is going off? Black dude raises his hand, and the judge tells him to stand up. Get your phone and turn it off immediately, he screams. Slowly, the guy reaches into the back of his pants. He got sentenced 10 days in jail for that. There was a serial stabber in Flint, Michigan a couple of summers ago. A friend of mine went to jail for a while, and his cell was right above his. They'd have conversation ranging from hating black people to politics to food. Apparently, he'd snap from total normal to a totally racist crazy. I hope I never go to jail. I did five years in feds, and while I was waiting for a Con Air flight, I was at MDC Brooklyn for a few months during the summer. I was on 6 South, and in the rec room. You could look down and see the rec room of the female floor, one floor below, through a very thick wire screen. The guys hooked up a car out of dental floss from the 6th to the 5th, and did the following. They would jack off into a tissue, send it down the car, and one of the female detainees would, er, stuff it up there. If a fed detainee gets pregnant inside, chances are she walks. So the rec room eventually becomes a load of guys jerking off into Kleenex and sending them down the car, a memory I will unfortunately carry with me forever. It's not necessarily the most outrageous story I could come up with, but it's certainly the one that made me WTF the most. My brother had the guy in the bunk above him commit suicide during the night and woke up to blood dripping on his face when he was serving six months for cocaine possession. Not me, but my cousin. He told me about some crazy shit he saw in prison. The story that sticks out in my mind was one about an HIV-positive prisoner who put his blood in arrows that were shot at the guards. The bow and arrows were made of newspapers that were petrified with toilet water. I imagine this would be pretty scarring. Former CO here, I have lots of stories. I once held an inmate in my arms at a halfway house as he overdosed on heroin. We believe his wife brought it to him. She arrived shortly after the ambulance. I'll never forget the look on their children's faces. Haunts me to this day. My cousin is a CO at a state prison. He told me some guys act crazy 
just to get out of the general population, but some are actually batshit insane. They had one prisoner who had pica. He would eat so many dangerous things that he would need surgeries weekly. He had his stomach cut open so often that the surgeons installed a temporary zipper on his abdomen for easier access. The man managed to get out of his restraints and undid the zipper. The CO on duty went to check on him and he was playing with his small intestines. Also, he told me that some of the sickest criminals don't look like you'd expect. That gangbanger in the corner might be in for writing bad checks. But that old guy with a cane and a limp killed six people. I was in an open bay dorm with a guy that was bit by a brown recluse spider somewhere in the head. He had his head all wrapped up in bandages. He kept going up to the officer's station saying he was having a hard time breathing. They told him to go back to his rack or they would put him in confinement. He ended up dead by morning. Turns out he was allergic to whatever meds they gave him for the infection. This was in the Florida prison system. I was in the prison in Azerbaijan. The craziest thing were the prices for sex. Since people were very poor and some starving, some would do anything for food or money. Like a hand job would cost a dollar, a blow job five dollars. One guy was offered ten dollars for sex. He refused. Then they added a thermos, a fucking thermos. So he agreed. Ten dollars and a thermos it was. This is a pretty badass story my old boss told me. This 18-year-old from Ontario was given life in prison for murder. Long story short, he spends a lot of his time in solitary for getting caught with cigarettes and other prohibited items. This kid is pretty smart and likes to fuck with the prison staff. He uses wire from the springs in the bed to make a hook that he can lower out the window where other inmates in the yard would place a cigarette on the wire. So every day the guards walk past this kid's room and smell smoke. When they go inside to stop him, the kid puts out his smoke and flicks it at them while telling them to fuck off. The guards search this kid's room over and over and they can't find anything that explains how this kid is getting and lighting smokes. It turns out the kid unscrews the light bulb and uses the electrical charge to light the smoke. This could have easily have killed or seriously harmed him. The guards really start to get mad and they relocate him to a new cell. The warden tells the kid they are going to search his old room, but he confidently claims they won't find a thing. They turn the room over until they finally decide to take apart the bed frame. Inside one of the hollow legs is a note that says, I told you that you wouldn't find anything. This is more funny than crazy, but I was arrested Halloween weekend last year. One guy passed out in the cell, and another guy teabagged him and said, Welcome to prison, motherfucker. Something to always remember if you ever end up in a Russian prison. When you are first sent into a Russian cell, usually one of the alpha males will come up to you and ask you, Would you prefer losing an eye or taking it up the ass? Clearly, most people would prefer the ass rather than losing an eye. However, it's a trick question. You do not want to say you prefer taking it up the ass, as that implies homosexuality. Being branded gay is not good for you in Russian prison. In either cases, you will probably take a severe beating, unless you can fight a couple of them off you. Got that advice from an Eastern Orthodox priest while drinking with him. Apparently being sick in jail doesn't matter. I taught literacy in a prison, not U.S. or Europe. I went in one day, me, female, and 30 max guys. The duty guard was always asleep, no problem, as these guys were all great, I liked them, and never once felt frightened. This day they were all really subdued. They lived eight guys to a cell. That was meant for one person originally. They rip out everything, bed, toilet, etc., and give them one bucket to share, and they are usually on 23-hour lockdown. In the night, a guy was having a final bleed-out from AIDS, in the shared cell. They'd been banging on the door all night, but the guards were not interested. In the morning, the guards realized this guy was sick, so they took him to the prison clinic and the prison ambulance. I had figured that this would be some beat-up ancient old converted bus. It was actually a wheelbarrow. That was one of the bad times. Buddy is an ex-con, had stories about borrowing a shoe from a one-legged man. Watching a rerun of Maury with the guy who was featured on the show. Sex offenders are, hands down, treated the worst. Former corrections officer here, remember the Texas 7? 
That's the prison I worked at, Connolly Unit, although that escape happened about six months after I quit. I was tasked with taking an inmate to the hospital about his abdominal pains. Said inmate was a child molester. Turns out someone shoved a jar of peanut butter up his ass. Saw the x-ray with my own eyes. Bricks were shat. They have special lockups for the sex offenders now because the general population tormented them to no end. Used to be a CO at a facility that housed both mentally insane as well as normal sane inmates. Remember a crazy inmate that camouflaged his face with his own fecal matter. He'd close his eyes and open them really fast, saying, Boo! My friend's father is a guard at the county prison. He said that he was walking along the ground level of the cell block when an inmate jumped from the second level with bed sheets wrapped around his neck. He used too many sheets and hit the ground full force. He said all the other inmates burst out laughing at the guy. It's not uncommon to get bitten in jail, too. Crazy son of a bitch rotted teeth and just disgusting hygiene all around attacked a good friend of mine in the prison. He bit right into his leg and took out a sizable chunk. This dude was not all there in the head, and his mouth was so germ-ridden that they ended up having to remove my friend's lower leg altogether. They were transporting two inmates in the back of a squad car to a different max security prison a few cities away. One of the prisoners was serving multiple life sentences and the other guy was only serving five years. The guy serving multiple lives went complete ape shit nuts and beat the living hell out of the Indian guy serving five. The entire car was shaking and you could see the dude just pounding on the other guy with his handcuffs. It took the guards a good minute to see this and react, but the Indian dude was dead by the time they got the doors open. That's why you always keep lifers away from everyone else. They just don't care. When I was in there in the medical unit, the guards would find any excuse to beat up the retards in the padded cell. They would storm the cell in full riot gear and just wail on these poor guys while they screamed, stop resisting, as the guy was huddled up in the fetal position, literally pissing themselves. It was by far the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my life. I used to work at the jail in Tennessee as a nurse. For about a month straight, we kept having a bunch of inmates in a 4C coming up positive for opiates, tested because of the fact we knew that they were taking something. Yet they were not prescribed any. The COs did a cell search as well as a cavity search on all the inmates in that cell. They couldn't find anything. It wasn't until two weeks later one of the COs saw an inmate licking the crayon on the picture he had received from his kid. Turns out two of the inmates' wives were taking pills, grinding them up, coloring them with food dye, and then using it to paint the coloring book pages to resemble a kid's picture. My mom was in jail for a couple of days. One of the people she met in the prison was a woman who had two brothers. She was in jail because one of her brothers, his wife, and the woman cut up the other brother and threw his pieces in a bonfire, all for more inheritance money. This is disturbing on so many levels. Used to live across the street from the Walls unit years ago. Picked up some crappy local paper and was horrified by the story I read, which I will try to retell. Effectively, if you go into a prison and are taken out of it as a hostage, you are legally dead, as in the guards can shoot you. So some do-gooders go in to teach some prisoners, and they are taken hostage. They are shacked up in the library where they can build a box out of cardboard and chalkboards. The box is open on the bottom so they can walk out and not know who is where in the box. The box is eventually allowed out of the jail, where as soon as it hits the street, it is fired upon, and everyone inside dies, including the hostages. And this happened right across the street from where I lived. Never saw it on national news. Felt like I lived in the twilight zone. I am a CO at a small medium security facility. We had this guy who actually managed to cut his kneecap out and used it as an ashtray. That's not even the weirdest thing he did by a long shot. A few years later, he cut a small piece of flesh off of his hip and mailed it to the state corrections commissioner with a letter stating that he was going to get out even if he had to mail himself out a piece at a time. Apparently, the commissioner really is a stickler for the rules and has a sense of humor. That inmate had a few more years added to his sentence for escape. This is technically the correct approach since it is considered escape if even your pinky is outside of the fence. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters. I'm going to leave you with a song this time. 
This is Dead, I'm in Jail by Was Not Was. This is Morgan Rector. Bye for now. Thank you.